Welcome to the Vanessa G. Fitcast. If you think eating less is the answer to getting lean, or that you have to choose between having donuts and wine or having a body you love, well then, girl, you are in the right place. Chances are you've fallen victim to diet culture's terrible advice on how to eat and exercise. But don't worry, this podcast is going to bring you actionable information so you can start transforming your body without giving up your life. I'm Vanessa Gillette, founder and head coach of Vanessa G Fitness and Nutrition. This podcast was born from my passion for helping all women create bodies they feel confident in. Thank you for tuning in and trusting me to support and guide you. Now let's do this. Welcome back to the Vanessa G Fitcast. I'm Vanessa Gillette, and here with me is Omar Pozos. What's going on, everybody? Happy Monday! You just really confused me because it's Friday <laughs> that we're recording, but the episode goes out on Monday. So we're time traveling. We're time travelers. That. But yeah, to our listeners, happy Monday! If you are listening on the day it went out, in that case, happy yes. whenever you're listening to this. Yes, day. happy drive, workout, walk, whenever you choose to listen to our podcast. But um, what are we talking about today, Omar? Uh, today, we're going to chat a little food guilt. Mm, yeah. So this was a topic I really wanted to hit on because this is something that I see a lot happen in our society as a result of a lot of food rules, dieting behaviors, and different things that really breed a lot of emotion and anxiety around eating, around food. And that's essentially what we're talking about when we say the term food guilt. It's basically that feeling of when you eat something and it's really tasty and it's probably something that you're like, maybe this is filled with sugar or fat or just a lot of calories. And as you're eating it, you're enjoying it. Your taste buds are like having fireworks, but yet your head, your your thoughts are going and saying things like, you shouldn't be eating this. You're bad for eating this. Like you're going to have to work this off tomorrow. You're going to do extra cardio this week. You're going to gain weight because of this. Like you're having these thoughts at the same time as you're also having the thoughts of like, this is so good. I love this. I want to have more. Like I'm eating this bite of pizza already thinking about the next slice of pizza I'm going to grab. Like you just have these conflicting emotions as you're eating food. And these are the types of emotions that ultimately drive binging, drive just a lot of disordered type of eating behaviors. And so that's why I think it's really important that we we talk about this a little bit today and give our listeners some tips and advice on really how to eat out, how to eat indulgent meals, how to include any food in their life without it creating this food guilt. Yeah, no, I mean, I think you're right, Vanessa. And these feelings of guilt and and really like almost like remorse of like as soon as you're done eating you already know that you're not going to be happy with yourself you're going to be almost putting blame and being like god you're here we go again you're such an idiot and you know this is why you can't stick to xyz or this is why you can't achieve your goals because of this or whatever but it's the it's these thoughts alone that it's almost like a limiting belief that keeps you going back to the same thing over and over. And ultimately, it's the thing that just kind of prevents you from breaking out of this cycle and ultimately putting you closer and in a better direction to do to achieve the goals that you want. 
Yep, exactly. Because I, I really, I see a lot of this food guilt, like the, the stress, the guilt around stepping out of your normal routines with eating happen a lot with newer clients that come to us that have any type of history of really trying to lose weight, trying to be healthier and often going about it the wrong way. Because you look at a lot of like the popular types of programs out there, whether it's marketed as like a a weight loss program or even a lot of these like healthier eating types of things, they come with a lot of rules, right? There's Mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, it's, it's very like bright lines of like, you can eat this, you cannot eat that. Like you can eat at these times, you can't eat at these times. Like it's just a lot of black and white rules. And so inherently when people start to follow those and, you know, if they'll follow the rules for a while and they'll be like, oh, it's working for me. Like, this is great. I can definitely do this forever. And then as soon as something throws them off of that routine, you know, they spontaneously want to go out to eat and they don't know how to fit the restaurant meal into the the meal plan that they're, that they've whatever, been the nutritionist or the meal, you know, whatever it is they signed up for that, that gave them. And they find themselves in these positions where they're like, well, if I, I can't fit this into these rules that I'm supposed to be following, then anything outside of that is bad, yeah. which means that I'm bad and that's going to breed guilt. And so if you've ever felt this way, anybody who's listening, like I want you to know that you are not alone. I used to struggle with this a lot when I followed a lot of food rules and I, I created a lot of guilt and anxiety around um, eating. And there were times in my life where I even made my rules so I just had so many rules around eating of when I could eat and what I could eat and different things that I felt guilt around eating more often than not and at times would cause me just to restrict and restrict because it seemed like that was the only good choice then and I think I think you you hit on a good point there is because a lot of the a lot of times the people that we talk to they they always say hey you know I need structure I need a meal plan I need rules to follow so that I know what to do, but ultimately I think people don't necessarily sure structure and 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 frameworks help, but I think it's not you don't need structure you really need knowledge of knowing what. Uh, foods to f- to use to fuel your body the correct way. Because one way I like to think about it, and, and it's something that you and I have talked about, is what happens if for some reason all the scales in the world disappear tomorrow and my fitness pal shuts down? It's like, are you not going to be able to eat because you don't know how to track your food? Or are mm-hmm. you not going to be able to eat because the meal plan that you've been given is no longer there? As opposed to if you have the right knowledge and the right tools to be able to pick the foods in a way that you know are the best to fuel your body going forward, then that's the the best approach to do it. Because ultimately, um, you know, you're going to get to an age where you're going to say, hey, I don't want to be in my later years still tracking, like you've said, my pudding or my applesauce or whatever the heck you're eating. When you're in the nursing home. When you're in the nursing home, <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, if, if, if by that point you're still using these quote unquote meal plans or guidelines or frameworks or rules, then I, I just don't think you've done it right. You, you just haven't allowed yourself to really enjoy food for what it is. And it's just, you know, a, a way to fuel your body and experience, you know, new things in your life. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I, I think it's just like modern society has really ingrained in us this 
belief that in order to look a certain way, in order to have that body that you want, you have to eat a certain way. And it's very specific to like, this is the way you must eat. And it just creates a lot of pressure on people that they have to be perfect. They have to follow those exact rules. They have to do it 100% of the time if they want to have those results. And that is simply not at all true. And I can tell you that just because even with all of our clients, like we have so many different approaches and methods and different things that we use with different people because everybody is different. And so that's really with every client who comes to us that comes from this background of having a lot of food guilt and a lot of stress and anxiety around eating and dieting and things like that. It's really our number one goal right off the bat is to break down some of those food rules that they've been stuck to and release some of that pressure and really, really turn this into a lifestyle. So in order to really start doing that, um, there's, I mean, there's a lot of things we do, but I really have five things that I want to hit on here for our podcast audience in case anybody else can kind of resonate with this. And if we can see if we can just help them start to shift some of that food guilt, that fear around um, not following food rules, not being perfect, not eating healthy, start to challenge some of that and start to just really approach eating and eating out and food and just a whole different mindset. So number one, do not restrict. If you are spending the day, like if that's right off the bat, this is the first thing we have to break down. If you are spending the day restricting yourself, you're likely to you know, if you're going out to eat that night, you have um, a holiday, you have something going on later that day. If you're restricting earlier in the day, then you are just going to set yourself up to overeat at dinner. So if you are planning for, okay, I know tonight I'm going out with my girls and I'm going to have a couple glasses of wine and different things. Whereas in the past, I would have this rule that, well, if I'm going to have wine tonight, then I'm going to skip breakfast and I'm going to, you know, not eat very much during the day to save up for those calories. Instead, I really just want you to think about eating mindfully during the day and allowing your body to kind of give you some guidance of what it needs during the day so that then you don't go into that meal feeling deprived that night. The next thing that you can do is really just remind yourself that your body, it can enjoy these foods whenever you want. So when you do go out to that dinner, you know, you're going to have the the pasta and the wine with your girlfriends. You don't have to clear your plate. You don't have to have this mindset of like, oh my gosh, I never eat this and now I'm having it. So I'm going to eat it all and I'm going to get every last sip of wine and I'm going to just make sure that I clear my plate. I lick it clean. If you're doing that, you're really just reinforcing those behavior patterns and you're just going to ultimately create more guilt the next day when you probably don't feel your best eating all that food since we know that restaurants do give us such large portions. So instead, think about eating a little bit more mindfully. When we don't restrict, our body doesn't feel the need to binge or go overboard then. So we definitely just, we don't want to be restricting, but we also want to make sure that we're eating mindfully and we're recognizing that we don't have to limit ourselves to only eating these foods on that occasion. You could even ask the waiter to bring you a box, take half home, enjoy it the next day too. It doesn't have to be a weekend. Like you could have these treats any day of the week. It doesn't have to be only in that moment. And it's true because like I've noticed it with myself, if like for me, I'm, I'm a big sugar fan. Like I love baked goods, right? So for me, it's almost like a, 
like a shiny object syndrome where I'm like, I have to have that. I have to have that. I have to have that. And because I, if, if I do restrict, let's say for a couple of weeks and I'm like, no, no baked goods, no baked goods or whatever. The one time where I get to have it, I don't just want one. I want 10 of them. And, and as opposed to if, you know, I know how to fit, I'm not saying, you know, a whole dozen cookies on a, on a daily basis, but if I know how to eat a baked good here and there, cookies, brownies, whatever that might be, then it doesn't almost have this like build up effect to where I crave it more and more. Does that make any sense? Mm-hmm, exactly. And it's a good transition, I think, to the third point here, which is really just try to not feel so much pressure. And really, I mean, it's easier said than done, but you're always going to have comments from other people around you. Don't let other people's comments steer you from doing what feels best for you. So if you're someone that comments on other people's food choices, just stop. Don't be that person. And that's a big part of the problem. Why there, there creates a lot of this anxiety and food guilt is because it's a lot of times wondering too, like what are other people going to think? Is my friend who's always yo-yo dieting and always talking about what diet she's on, is she going to judge me because I'm eating the pizza and she's having the salad? So we don't want to just continue to create more of that and just continue to perpetuate the problem. So if you are that person who comments on other people's food, hopefully you're not because I don't think people like that listen to our podcast. (laughs) But if you are, stop doing that. And if you're the person receiving the comments, really take a step back and just remember that other people's comments are really typically just them deflecting how they feel about themselves. So when they see you having this food freedom and allowing yourself to eat the pasta and drink the wine, a lot of times they're just actually feeling anxiety or um, feeling stress around their own food choices. And they're going to deflect that onto you with their comments. Or they might just be jealous or they're, they're like, you know, here I go again. I'm having the salad for the 10th time this week. And this person's eating a bowl of pasta. Like that's what I really want. And I'm just going to make the other person almost feel bad for having it just because I can't have it. Right. Mm-hmm. So point number four, it really goes back to even what you were saying before, Omar. And this is just order. I do what- this on purpose, by the way. Like I know what's coming. So that's how good I am <laughs> at <Yeah>. podcasting. <laughs> but this is really just to order what you're truly craving. So, I mean, this really goes hand in hand with what we were just talking about, but you have to order the meal that you truly want because the more you tell yourself that you can't have something, the more your body's just going to want it. You know, we always want, we want what we can't have. The grass is always greener on the other side. Yep. And I know I go through this a lot where I'll get into these kinds of ruts of eating a lot of the same things. And then I start to feel like, oh, I just, I can't have other things. And then I have to kind of pull myself out of that and be like, where did I create that belief from that? There's nothing to support that. That's not true. And then I'll usually let myself go have things like last week when, you know, I got the the donut and the brownie and what else did I get? I forget what it was, but it was, I mean, yeah, it, it was. Yeah. It went was to my favorite, ba- long story short, went to my favorite bakery on a Monday and I got three treats, had one Monday, one Tuesday, one Wednesday. It was fantastic. And old me would not have ever done that because, you know, it's like, oh, we only eat treats on the weekend and we can only have one and if I am going to have multiple, it's like I'm going to have them all at once that I make myself sick and don't want to ever have them again. Instead, I had all three, you know, on weekdays and I spread them out so I could enjoy each one in moderation and feel really, really good about that with zero guilt. And here's the deal. If at the end of the day, if you do go for the tacos, the pizza, the baked 
goods or brownies, whatever, it's fine. Tomorrow's a different day. We start from scratch and you're like, all right, I, yesterday I, I, I had what I really craved and wanted. Today, let's get back on track. It's, it's a new day, new, new, new opportunity to make better choices. So it's not the end of the, the, the world. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's really my last point here is like you only get one life. So what you, what you do today, you know, how much you eat, what you eat. When you look back on it, 5, 10, 15 years from now, I can almost guarantee you that you're going to look back and you're just going to remember the positive memories. You're not going to be thinking about feeling bloated because you had an extra piece of pizza or, you know, the the scale was up a couple pounds because you drank some extra wine and you're holding on to some water weight. Like you're, those little things are not going to be what you remember. You're going to remember the positive memories that food allowed you to have because at the end of the day, food is a tool for connection. It's, you know, food is fuel, food is energy. Yes, absolutely. That is number one. But number two, we cannot deny is that food is an emotional part of the human experience. So to restrict it and to say you can have certain foods and you can't have other foods is just only setting you up to feel guilt and to feel anxiety and to just never reach your body goals or a healthy relationship with food. Yeah, no, absolutely. And another way to put it is, you know, you don't have to put your life on hold to be able to reach your goals. Like you'll have to make sacrifices at time, but honestly, and and I think a lot of our listeners can relate to this, you know, it's a lifestyle that you're building. So that's why I was saying, you know, if at the end of the day you feel like you had, or you made a bad decision, it's okay. You know, you're not going to live just this one day. You're going to live for 80, 90 years So it's what you do over and over, not what you do every once in a while. If you aren't in it for the long haul, you're in it for the wrong reasons. So so just work with your body, not against it. Boom, mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) But that's it for us today. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. See you guys. Thanks for listening. If you learned something today, the best way to say thank you is to subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review in iTunes. And if this particular episode resonated with you, do me a favor and take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram story. Don't forget to tag me at Vanessa G Fitness so I can show you some love. All right, my carb queens, talk to you in the next episode.